Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Hey, happy Saturday. It is time for you, the best invention ever. But first, before we go over, I would like to, uh, well, I hope that each and every one of you had a really good Thanksgiving and had a lot of time and, and good memories with your friends and family, because that's what it's all about, you know, sharing love, creating memories, and just being happy and enjoying yourself. So on that note, I'm moving over and I'm letting Valencia Lyle Saunders take over with her special guest. Oh. Thanks, we're going to get started on this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to You, the Best Invention Ever, featuring host Valencia Lyle Saunders, a show dedicated to inspiring you to invent something incredible your life. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone, and I hope. And I'm sure and I know that you had an awesome Thanksgiving because I did. Yeah, my boo, my honey, my, my daughter, my boo, she's all, my boo, my honey, my daughter. She is, is in another state and couldn't get here for Thanksgiving. So that was, you know, boo, but we called and we talked and, and that was good. So that's out of the way. And you're probably doing your Black Friday and Black Saturday shopping. God bless you all. Good luck. <laughs> I can't do it. I heard that. Great. <laughs> I heard that. I know. That's a, that's my guest for today. Um, so I, today's show is about tiny houses. And I have, at the first when I saw this whole tiny house thing, I was like a lot of people, who's going to live in a tiny house? But then I started watching these TV shows about this tiny house movement. And let me tell you something, y'all. They got, this, is, this has got some, some good stuff attached to it. But like all good things, you know, people got to swoop in and mess it up for the rest of us. Anyway, um, I have someone who is very involved in the tiny house movement, and her name is Joy Ferguson. And before I jump on with Joy Ferguson, she's got an interesting going, thing going on. She's um, based in Chicago, and, and of course, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in Chicago right now. And she is on a commuter train trying to get somewhere where we can really talk. Where we can really I do talk apologize. The next five minutes no. is going to be a little dicey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, because of the protests. They have tons of protests yeah. going on in Chicago, disrupting Black Friday shopping, disrupting Black Saturday, protesting at police headquarters, the commuter stations. They are everywhere. And they, they have a point, but not when they're keeping me from getting home to do my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like they can have that point somewhere else. Right now, uh, so uh, like protest the police headquarters, okay? 
Right. See, we got more that shows going on at, today. Right? <laughs> yes, we got a bunch of shows happening today. We got a protest thing going on, community train thing going on, tiny house thing going on. We yes, got a lot happening. And this is the Coco Express. Yeah, we yeah. bring it all. This is how we roll. <laughs> there you go. See, we do our stuff on the train. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. We do Broadcast it anywhere. Radio. Mm-hmm. So the, so, the um, tiny house movement is really, really interesting. And I'm wondering, yeah. um, just casually, uh, when the East Coast is going to get involved in this, because I think oh, you guys do have, like, uh, kind of a pinch Problem. in housing as well, for affordability, yes. affordable housing, that is. So before we get deep into it, because you're on the train, I want to give people some, just some background here. So okay. what is the tiny house movement? I looked it up for, like, a real, you know. It's a social movement where people are deciding to downsize the space they live in. The typical American house is uh, 2,600 square feet. The typical tiny house, uh, the footprint is between 100 and 400 feet. You're like, what? How am I going to live in 100 feet? If you need a place to live and a roof over your head, you will take 100 feet. <laughs> And some of the reasons why people are doing it are for some have environmental issues that they're concerned about, financial issues that they're concerned about, and the, the idea of freedom. Because some of these mobile houses, um, um, tiny houses, are mobile. You just hitch them up to your ride and you drive your house wherever you want to go. So most people spend a third or at least half of their income on housing over the, on the roof of their head. So that that can tell you something about, you know, how um, amazing this whole tiny house thing is. Here goes some stats. Uh, 68% of tiny house owners have no mortgage compared to 29% of the rest of us who own a home. 78% of tiny house owners own their own home. Um, your tiny house could cost you anywhere between right now between twenty three hundred dollars to eighty. And from what I from what Joyce Sneaky Lee told me earlier before we all got together on on the air, it can go up from that. Um let's see. Uh two out of five tiny house owners are in their fifties and eighty nine percent um of homeowners have less credit card debt. See? And I got these stats from tinyhouselife.com. And I think these are some interesting reasons. (laughs) So those are are some of the stats that I wanted to give you about this tiny house movement. So, Joy, how's it going on the train, honey? Um, Here we go. Well, where do you want to start with tiny houses? Because the movement has now How did you get loaded in tiny um, Well, I uh, recently became the executive director of a new nonprofit, and our mm-hmm. focus was homeless veterans in Chicago. And when mm-hmm. I kept looking into housing, there was really no rapid rehousing solution for them other than, you know, <laughs> traditional construction and rehab. And so mm-hmm. looking into container housing, which might be the solution, I ran into the tiny houses, which being on wheels, if they're built on a trailer, 
they kind of circumvent a lot of, uh, shall we say, building codes and regulations, so they can be an RV right. technically. So right. that, that gave me the emphasis to look more into the tiny house movement as maybe, because when you're, when you're trying to rehouse a homeless vet, and some of them, they have jobs, they have, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to school. They're not necessarily the typical picture of a vet that most people think of as homeless, you know, dirty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. giving them an individual space, a comfortable, affordable space for, you know, them to transition into In a private space. Housing, yes, was, was my idea and it was my goal. So mm-hmm. the tiny house movement just seemed to, I just, the more I looked, the more I wanted to know, can I do right. this with my vet? Can I, you know, bring them into this type of transitional housing? And I know they'll accept it because people are accepting it all over the country. But yeah, would it be, would it be rapid enough? And the thing about most tiny houses is they're what we call thick built. They're built from wood on trailers, and the average mm-hmm. time, don't think about the TV show Tiny House Nation, where they're building something right. in seven days. Right. Not, not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we're looking at 45 to 60 days per unit. Okay. And so a so month, Bill. A month and a half to two months. So that oh. that really, really... It's on the back burner. It can't. It, it is possible. It's being done right now in Wisconsin. Um, they mm-hmm. have. Uh, they just had a uh, Kickstarter earlier this year, and they were building them for five thousand. They were one hundred and ten square feet. Um, mm-hmm. They had uh, composting toilets, things like that, and mm-hmm. they built seventeen of them. But then the issue becomes, oh, we're the city. We have minimum square footage building requirements. That hundred and ten mm. square feet. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. So they ended right. up trying to find a piece of land that they could put them on private land. Because you can put them right. on private land. Some people have yeah. even built a two to three hundred square foot tiny house and put it in their backyard and rented out their house. This is true. This I've is heard true. of that. Yeah, and there are also tiny home like like land plots, like where people can rent or buy a plot of land and and stick their little tiny house on it. The land, the land can be the most expensive part of the transaction because mm-hmm. as I said, they built tiny homes, 110 square feet, for as little as five thousand each. Um, right. But the land is the problem. So what's mm-hmm. going on in Madison, Wisconsin, is occupied Madison, which built the tiny homes. They have approximately 24 of them right now. They have had to use church parking lots. And so now the city is saying, oh, can't be in the parking lot for a month at a time. So every three weeks, they have to hit they have them to- up and take them to a different church parking lot. And these are homeless really? people that have a roof over their head. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So the cities are really enforcing what the banks want. The banks really do not want this movement. They do not want people creating a house that they can't take away from them. You know, and that is a yeah. big, big part of the tiny house movement. People have a roof over their head that nobody can take away from them. 
the mobility you know, basically comes second after economics. So if I have a rule that no one can take away, I don't have a mortgage, I'm, I'm saving money, I might even be making money if I have solar panels and I'm selling energy right. back, you know, things of that sort. Right. Right. So it, it's really so, a move that the banks are not very happy about. So the banking industry and the the municipalities are, in some ways, against this movement because it they gives are. people they independence are. and control oh, over their life uh, and destiny. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if um, you shared with your listeners the banks made half a trillion dollars in no, profit I didn't hear that. off of the mortgage meltdown. Half a uh. trillion dollars with no legal repercussions, no federal regulation repercussions. No nothing. oversight, nothing. No oversight, nothing. So what a lot of people feel is if they got away with it once, it's only good business to do it again. Yeah. And so in every aspect possible <laughs> where you need a bank. So that's 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 a, a huge, huge reason why people are getting on the tiny house movement. And that's a big reason why banks are lobbying municipalities to enforce minimum square footage requirements. That so is if you're so gangster. So gangster. In Chicago, if it's not four hundred and twenty square feet, you can't have it. Really? Four hundred and twenty square feet is a different kind of tiny house build. It looks more like a RV and most people don't have a vehicle big enough to pull something like that. You know, a lot of tiny houses with their weight less than eight thousand pounds, they can hook it up to their normal you know, SUV that they have and pull it and haul it away. Right. Yeah. So. And that's the know, problem, transport and and the poundage and the weight and, and those things. Right, but you calculate, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to have fully calculated all of that into their tiny house bills. You will mm-hmm. find a lot of people who are constructing these themselves. They're that's what was interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're buying trailers, they're buying um, plans. The flatbed. Uh, one, one company is called Tumbleweed, and I they sell more tiny home plans than any of their regular big house plans. Right. So they have I was, different varieties. I was watching a tiny house nation, a black woman, mm-hmm. and she decided she was going to do this tiny house thing, because she's like, I'm a sun worshiper, and I want to chase the sun. I was like, okay, right. let's see what happens. And her friends were like, girl, you got too many clothes to be up in a tiny house. She was like, no, I can do this. And everybody swore she couldn't do it. But she got, and she, she, she you know, acted as if this was like a big old house, and she had a designer come in who was happy to do this because, you know, this is like a really fun, you know, interesting project to do. Oh, absolutely. And built built this amazing little tiny house for her and accommodated her clothes, her her contract, and she was like, look, I'm giving up a lot of stuff, but I ain't giving up shoes and clothes. 
That sounds so like feel, a woman after my own heart. See? Me too. That's what I was like, you go, girl. So they, you know, half the, half the tiny house is her clothes and shoes. But they did such a beautiful job that and her it friends has, were like, right. her friends come over and just can't believe what this really is. And she parks it. Um, there's like a river where she found a plot and, and rents the land from someone. And I was like, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't she mm-hmm. have a creamed in porch that folded up? Yeah. And she come out her bedroom and stand on top of it. That was yes. an awesome bill. That was Wasn't an that awesome bill. That's so me. I was like, see? <laughs> that's how you do it. That's, that's how, how you do you it. Do it. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she, um, I think her bill came in. If I'm not mistaken, my notes say her bill came in at forty thousand. Right. Then yeah, she was a little over was, budget. A, yeah, and she was a little over budget. But I think it was some of the finishes that she put in because the bathroom was beautiful, the tile in the kitchen yeah. was beautiful, and, and then um, she had the these stairs. Um, stairs. Yeah, they were. It, it it was it was a really really beautiful example. It, you know, to show people who are thinking about the movement that it doesn't have to be knotty pine walls on the inside. Right, and you're not sacrificing, you know, comfort for this tiny house. But at the same time, forty thousand dollars. Okay, that and is it, it's significantly less than you spending on, you can afford to build $40,000, you know, $40,000. I I don't even think in this housing market, $40,000 is the architect's plans and maybe the foundation and maybe that's about it. That's about it. Even if you're renovating, even if you're renovating what you already have, Forty thousand is not going to get you a whole shebang of stuff. But I think your listeners need to know that that salaries are very, very slow to come around to this movement. They they're getting mm-hmm. pressure from the banks. They're getting, you know, to enforce the minimum square footage. There are some cities where um, they are coming around. The movement uh, is huge on the west coast, and especially. Seattle and Portland, Oregon, those are tiny Absolutely. house with home builders. They have a different um, philosophy about housing there. Really? I didn't know that yeah. it was that much different than any place else. Well, I, I, have, I have a few friends who live out in Portland, and, and they say that before someone builds, they really take in consideration how many people are already um, living in a particular area? What's that going really? to do with traffic? They do have some different sensibilities about building in Portland and Seattle. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they that they looked into, those are called density studies, density as far as yeah. how many bodies in an area, how many yeah. types of buildings in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is really interesting. I wish I really wish other um, other municipalities, like I said, Occupy Madison um, is really fighting with Madison. You know because they have twenty four. 
they want to do another Kickstarter. They want, mm-hmm. they're thinking another Kickstarter might bring them enough money to build another 17 right off the bat. And they are looking at how many people they are getting in off the streets, off the cold, and they are really slugging it out with City Hall over it. And, I'm and you know them. what? The, ask, the, the problem is, unfortunately, what you are trying to do is a, is a wonderful thing, and it should be done. But if these were upwardly mobile, you know, um, 20-somethings, they mm. wouldn't be having this problem. They'd be like, how cute. <laughs> you know? okay, Don't you yeah, think they'd still be having there. a problem with the city? Don't you think the city would still, even I, if they were 20-somethings, don't you think they would still give them a problem? I think I think because what I was reading from um, tinyhouse.com, they were quoting, and I didn't write those down, but they were quoting some stats on uh, the educational level mm-hmm. of people who build tiny house, who are who are into the tiny house movement, and the and how much some of them actually earn as a tiny house. So we're talking about a different um, segment of the population as opposed to the homeless population and giving them a place to live. I don't know what it is that they get from, you know, trying to, to, to hold you back, because this would put, put, bring a lot of people off the streets and into a safe environment. Absolutely. What is, it that, what is it that they get from that not happening? Is it that there there are fundings coming in for their, their supposedly homeless shelters that don't do anything good most of the time for people that I think some the, people are afraid to go into? I think that, that that is a valid point, but in in the current economic climate, you know, uh, those type of fundings are getting tighter and tighter. And so mm-hmm. you're correct. It does not make sense. Now, a place like Tech, where they don't have mm-hmm. to build those, um, they've put up uh, a community-first village in Austin. They've got uh, 28 uh, wooded acres in Arlington, Tennessee, to have, like, I mean, 28 acres is a lot of space for people to put tiny houses on. Right. Um, so there are some places, Olympia, Washington, these are some of the big uh, villages. They they use tiny structures, they use tiny houses, but in a different way. They don't give them a kitchen in these type group villages. What they mm-hmm. do is they build a structure in the middle that houses kitchens, laundry, community room, things of that sort. And then oh, they really? put a little houses around that. And so they're sleeping is, quarters, but not, uh-huh. they're sleeping quarters more or less with the community. Well, sleep, yeah, yeah, they're sleeping quarters and they have composting toilets. They do have water service. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have a sink and things like that. But the real tiny house movement is people having a, a, a true, small, scaled down, fully functioning house. That means it can be right. a composting toilet, but it's got to have a shower. It's got yes. to have a sink in the bathroom. It's got to have a sink in the kitchen. It's got to have a refrigerator. It's, it's got to have something uh-huh. to cook on. Right. And so uh, there are manufacturers who have done um, 
tiny appliances for RVs and boats for years. They are ecstatic right. about the tiny house movement. They are just, <laughs> hey, come get our three-quarter refrigerator and our three-quarter uh-huh. 21-inch stove. And, hey, we even got a dishwasher in a drawer if you want that, too. See, there you go. So if you need a dishwasher, you need a dishwasher <laughs> in your tiny house. In a come tiny on, house. You need a tiny little dishwasher. In your tiny house. Uh-huh. Uh, recently, I pulled down some um, some more stats out of Texas once again, where mm-hmm. they have met several students who have built tiny houses on wheels again on trailers, and they're right. taking them off to college. And uh, I think I calculated in two years they would save nineteen thousand dollars on dorm fees. What? I'm gonna get my child one. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, wow. you know, they, they, he, you know, these, these, these are guys, uh, one was, um, an architecture student. Another one was a law school student and, you know, he built, and he's like six foot six and he built a tiny like, house. I will, I will curl up in my little house and be happy. Well, no, actually, you can you can um, manipulate the trailer and mm. you know build down because the, the oh. only bit of the trailer is like six inches deep. Is a height, so you can build down four inches to get an extra four inches, and to make it road legal, it can't be any taller than thirteen feet. Right. So if you go yeah. down four inches into the trailer, you've got thirteen feet four inches. For somebody mm-hmm. six six, I mean that still gives him um, a good height in his yeah. kitchen, and then his loft space above is still over four feet. It's still over four feet, so okay. you know he can sit up in bed and not give himself a concussion. A concussion, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, knock himself out. But the out. movement like, is now student. Right. Mm-hmm. The movement is students building tiny houses. Um, Which is are, smart, there are some you know, on their part. Because, one, oh, you don't need a whole lot as a student. You have that, you know, you have a little dorm room, and you're not going to be doing a lot. You're going to be sleeping. You're going to be eating. You're going to be studying, you know, we say. Exactly. <laughs> what do you need? You need a, a, a couple of induction cooktops, a microwave, a sink. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That's and and, mm-hmm. and just and roll it with it, and you need a desk. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all you need. You know, that's it. I mean, the heating and cooling has come a long way. I even saw uh, recently because I'm always scavenging ideas to try to bring mm-hmm. the cost down. Because believe me, I know my mayor is supposed to be some kind of international gangster, but right, but. I'm going to have <laughs> container housing. And so Maybe I'm trying to, uh-huh. I'm going to do it in math because I want to get 200 people off the street in one month. And with container awesome. housing, that can be done because they can be manufactured just that fast. And they sit on so footing. Sure. And container housing is a form of tiny house because the it basic, con- yes, the basic container, eight by 40 by eight and a half high is, um, you know, is 200 and some odd square feet. So that's still a studio apartment. 
Right. And so how much does that container cost? How much does that cost, the actual container itself? Used containers, I have seen people on YouTube who bought a used container for as little as $1,000. However, I'm a a nonprofit, so I'm a little bit more focused. I know the thing called one-trip container. That means Mm -hmm. the container is only made one trip to where it's sitting now. So it, it was only on the ship once. Right. And those containers are like 2800 and those are my focus. Now, in a perfect okay. world, I will be able to strongly suggest and persuade a real uh-huh. to give the nonprofit some. Donate. In a perfect Donations. world. Right. In a perfect people. world. But if not, I'm looking at um, 2800 and I'm looking at a one-trip container. Those are the best containers to get. They're more expensive. Also, the higher containers, um, which has the extra foot to the height, which in mm-hmm. Chicago we'll probably need that for more insulation because <laughs> it's like, right. uh, what, 40 degrees right now? Um, yeah. <laughs> so... There was you know, in that have, container house. Right. You have all that going on. But what I was what I was going to was I saw where people have been buying old um R V trailers. Right. And gutting them for the components, taking out the air conditioning and heating units. And I mean they're getting oh. these things for like five hundred bucks. So I'm sitting what? up thinking Hmm. I could scavenge yep. and sell uh-huh. the sell the steel, okay? And right. uh, let me think what else I could get out of here. I mean, that's how big this movement is. There were videos on YouTube saying, "Hey, before you go spend money on a Mitsubishi Mini Split heating and cooling, or before you go and buy uh-huh. a mini on-demand hot water tank, you know, why don't you hit Craigslist and hit the classifieds and see if you can find one of these rusted-out, raggedy trailers that you can cannibalize for the perfect mm-hmm. size part for your tiny house. Wow. So that, I was looking at it for containers, but, I mean, that could easily translate to any of your listeners who are like, okay, I can get some plants and tumbleweed. Okay. Uh-huh. And, I mean, there are so many tiny house builders one of my favorite is in Tennessee. It's called Slab Town Customs. They mm-hmm. have done some of the most innovative tiny houses, some of the most innovative 275 square foot tiny houses I've ever seen. Really? I mean, they think of men find them bars, and they think of, of, of double-deckers and, and, and standing room, and, oh, my goodness, they think of some what? innovative things. What but that's what these in? builders are doing. What is, it, what, is, what is that? Say again. Town Customs. Custom okay. In Tennessee. I okay. believe they're in Tennessee. Um, they, like I said, these people are doing innovative things because they're like, okay, you know what? People want to be able to move. People and want to, to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want to do it. Oh, my goodness, where they want to do it. I mean, you see so many, I mean, there's Tiny House Jamboree, there's, 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 there's um site now uh, where you can look at tiny houses to buy. Yeah, it's I like saw that. It's like tiny house listings 
it's tiny houses. You can, buy, you know, they're on Amazon. Amazon, you can tiny get houses on house. Amazon. Yes. Oh my god! I did As, not I was know. like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> but you <laughs> know what crazy. else? You know what else is really good? Your 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 listeners might like is the fact that when I talk to people about their tiny houses, because I just tell them up front. I'm picking your brain because I'm trying to figure out. I don't want people in containers that are um, just normal. I want it to be comfortable. Right. I'm, I, I don't want it to look like I'm taking you off the street, putting you in a metal box. So I talk to <laughs> tiny house people. Now you're talking to tiny house, house people. <laughs> I, I don't want it to look like I'm putting you in a metal box, but I talk right. to tiny house people to get ideas. And one mm-hmm. of the ideas that keeps coming up over and over again is the fact that because it is so small, they're still able to kind of go a little wild. So mm-hmm. you will see granite countertops right. and marble bath, marble and slate bathroom floors right. in tiny house. Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> right. What? what is this? Why? Yes, because you're not buying a slab. Or if you buy a slab, you lose, you use it everywhere in the house. Seriously. I mean, there there should be a reclaimed Habitat for Humanity store uh, just about in almost all major cities. And right. they told me they'd send me a list. So I'm like, okay, really? I'm setting the price there. Oh, yeah, and I, I freely share that with your listeners. I mean, go to Reclaim. I saw one with a, a cloth or a tub. I've had Mother people Mother has a cloth or tub. Uh, a mini cloth or tub. <laughs> yes. I've seen a mini a cloth, cloth or tub. tub. Yeah, I've seen a mini cloth or tub, but, you know, most tiny houses use, like, maybe that um, oversized horse trough type uh, mm-hmm. tub, or they'll use a Japanese soaking tub. A lot right. of them have a really good size shower. And, I mean, they have glass tile in the shower. I mean, it's incredible mm-hmm. how people are saying, I have 35000 and I'm going to squeeze every penny out of this. And right. They have thirty-five. Right. You have 400 feet, but it's 400 fabulous feet. Exactly. Of, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And Ikea is a favorite of tiny house people. Um, right. because, yeah, you know, Ikea has smaller size things. Ikea has like a mini sink that they sell for the bathroom. And, I've you know, seen that. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have a bunch of different things going on. But, you know, I do want to mention that before your listeners think, okay, cool, I'm building a 400-foot tiny house. I'm going to get me. It's going to be on a trailer. I can haul it wherever the jobs are, which is a big thing mm-hmm. with tiny house people. Some people really can't stay on the vision. I share that because I was on Tiny House Listing, and Mm -hmm. one of the houses from Tiny House Nation is listed on there. Really? Yes, and um, I went to the woman. It's a young mother with a daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. It was the house where they built the daughter a uh, a double-decker, she had a bedroom. She had, like, a playroom upstairs with a castle. Mm-hmm. And then the other part on the bottom was where she slept. And I went to the woman's blog, and she really couldn't cut it. Her husband was in school. The minute he, the minute she thought they were close to paying off the loan, she put the tiny house up for, like, 25000 more. 
Really? And she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't get used to the fact that she couldn't buy what she wanted. She would have to buy and get rid of. It's, I mean, it's a mindset. You, you really, yeah. you really have to see the vision. I mean, her husband's disappointed because he was pretty happy they got rid of all the stuff he thinks he thought they didn't need in the first place. Right. <laughs> but, like, we, we got too much stuff, honey. We got too much stuff, you know. The kids got three rules mm-hmm. of choice. Really, let's let's sell some of that stuff. You know, right. and then you find people I who are like this family. I remember them now. It was it, and 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 one of the things some of the tiny house people commented on was they believed it was the style of house that they chose. It was all right. kitchen in the middle. It was the adult bedroom on one side. And then the daughter and the bathroom were on the other side. And so, you know, a lot of people felt that, oh, well, she didn't have a living room. So maybe if she had a, you know, got a different mm-hmm. type of tiny house, she would have, yeah, have, it would have suited her style. She would have, she would have mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. For everybody. And that is a cautionary tale. Now, where you live on the East Coast, mm-hmm. I just saw where they're opening up some micro studios in a, in, in New York, and they're like yes. 192 square feet. Yes. Bloomberg was a big proponent of that. When he was mayor here, he was all about those micro apartments where you just slide yourself in. <laughs> and slide I, mean, I thought that out. was crazy. Mm-hmm. We're already boxed in. You know, like I see people talk who are looking for homes and stuff, and they're like, it's too close to the neighbors. I'm like, you don't even know what too close to the neighbors are, <laughs> okay? You have to live in a New York City, New York City period, to know what close to your neighbors really means. It means that I mean, you say, your neighbor says something. He's like, what would you say? <laughs> it was like, I said. <laughs> That, I mean, that is, is close to that your neighbors. That is interesting that they are actually going to. Uh, that's really, really interesting that they have created this. Uh, and 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 I think he but said it's that our he's population. almost full. He's he's almost it's he's almost Asian. got at least half. Yeah, it's our Asian he's population in Japan. They're used to these very small, you know, units to live in, and they're, like, perfectly happy. And we do have a significant Asian population that is used to this style I think, of living. I, I, I'm sorry. I think it's incredible. I think the smallest studios in Chicago are, like, 200 square feet. <laughs> I think that's the Not, smallest. It's 200 That's, like, big. They're, like, ooh, child, I could stretch in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred square feet is like, oh my god, oh my god. But the movement is right. But the movement is now. See, the thing that we looked at, you know, he, um, the guy on your end of of the country, he took an existing uh, factory and turned it into Mm -hmm. these units. And he also felt that um, millennials um, who are living with roommates might be more inclined to come that way mm-hmm. because they would still have, I believe he has like communal areas on every other floor and a gym, but they could basically not have to have a roommate and live in their own space. Now right. we looked at that and that type of construction 
was a mm-hmm. bit too slow for us because oh, yeah. containers, containers, you drag them, you can have them rewired, you have them wired, plumbed, everything done, pick them up, put them on the back of a flatbed, uh, get to your location, put down some footings and drop it on top and hook it up to the electric and water and you're gone. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to, you know, gutting and redoing a building and right all of that. Major so construction. And the right, cost of that work. And the hiring of the people who are going to do that is a lot as well. Well the interesting thing we want to focus on is I actually got the initial look at the container housing from mm-hmm. um a uh, veteran. Oh. I was speaking with a veteran, and I was explaining to him how I wanted to um, help my vets, my homeless vets. I wanted to, you know, provide housing for them. And he explained how on military bases that he was on in Afghanistan and Iraq, how they took mm-hmm. containers and they built hotels, a subway, Popeye's, office complex. Exactly. So I'm like, ding, 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 ding. I need to get some Mm -hmm. grant money so that I can pay them to do what they know how to do. Plus they'll be invested in their own house and helping their fellow veterans. Right. But I know in Brooklyn, they they do this whole um, holiday, uh, like street fair, and they use these containers as stores. Yes, absolutely. So they have absolutely. a lot of application in these in these uh, containers, shipping containers. And they're a tiny house. Yeah. Because there's no way they can be more than a tiny house unless you combine them, unless you, you stack, stack them, them together, right, and combine them. And that's not something that Generation Hope is looking at. Um, we're not looking at stacking them per se because – um, we like the idea of the mobility. We like the idea yes. that a forklift can pick it up, put it on a flatbed, and it can be taken to another location. So right. we're, really, we're really, really into that part of it. Yeah. We're enjoying that part of it. And so, and uh, like you said, veterans have, have experience living in these containers, working in these containers, doing business in these containers. So this is not foreign to them. They know how this really works. And they're a tiny house. <laughs> yeah. They absolutely get it. And so they're in, the mindset for it is already there. They're like, sure, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm I'm in. They are they are a, a a tiny house. They know what to do with them, they know how to manipulate mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. and so one of our goals is we are, you know, writing grant, you know, in the process of writing grant, we have our fingers crossed hoping that, you know, the grantor will see the advantages as we do of having, you know, veterans do work. I mean, everybody needs to work, you know. Right. And that's what we Absolutely. are that's what we are about, trying to get that that whole thing. But it is the tiny house movement that set me on the path. Yeah. So just outside of the shipping containers, what other, um, what else are you looking for? What If there's someone out there who has um, 
resources. What other resources are you looking for for people to invest in you or contribute? Um, the uh, main thing we're looking for is we'd like to start, you know, gathering resources, gathering supplies. We have decided that we were going to do an Indiegogo, which is similar to Kickstarter mm-hmm. uh, campaign. I've heard of them. To raise mm-hmm. funds, we're waiting on the architects to finish rendering. It may be that we have to use smaller containers to start with, which is not my preference. My preference is to get the larger containers, mm-hmm. the 40-foot ones as opposed to the 20-foot ones. The 20-foot mm-hmm. ones are being very are being used successfully in England for uh, teenagers. They are housing homeless teenagers that are in school in 20-foot studio apartment containers in in London. Oh, okay. But wow. I saw them. They're, girl, they're like a New York apartment. They're a little bit too small for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we, what we're looking at is we're looking at, um, we're looking at uh, campaigns. We're looking at gathering resources. We'd love if any, you know, architecture students want to, you know, come up with, uh, a, a interior, a reasonable interior. Okay, we are not doing granite countertops and things like that. But layout—that right. would be really interesting mm-hmm. to see how many different layouts. And I mean, architecture students, you know, they would like to submit. You know, hey, I got a plan. Put the bed here. Lift this. Move that. That would be perfect. Right. Because like I like I shared earlier, we are trying not to. We're trying not to make it just be the box. We don't want well, you to know something about interesting. My daughter went to a high school, um, architecture, art, and design, and they are always looking for opportunities for their architecture students to design things. That would be awesome. Connection, possibly. That would be really good. And they also should look at, you know, architecture students should also listen to the tiny house movement, you know, mm-hmm. um, how to maximize square footage right. in a tiny house is, is yeah. critical. Just like, unfortunately, it's critical in, in most places because we have a lot of stuff. And it, and it requires a lot of problem solving, you know? How do you solve the problem of having this much, only this much space to work in someone who needs these kinds or who does this kinds of, this kind of work and needs these kinds of things. Where are you going to put them? How are they going to be able to live in this space and work in this space? Or there's a lot of problem solving to be done. Oh, absolutely. And 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 space planning is the most critical critical part of the whole thing. How we mm-hmm. fit in so that someone who has to join the movement does not feel as though, oh my God, I'm in a, I'm in a pencil box. I'm in a pencil box. Right. Yes. They don't feel claustrophobic, or they don't feel like you know they are living um, a life that's so constricted that they they do feel a sense of freedom because that's the that's idea the of this tiny house movement to feel free from the traditional house. But you still want the you still want the amenities of a traditional yes. house. I mean yes. 
I mean, we still want the, uh, I think the request on Tiny House Nation can get to be a little extreme. Yeah. You want to have friends over. You want to, you know, you want to entertain. And at the same time, you want your, you know, peace and quiet. Right. And so um, designing in, you know, those those types of things that people need is is really is really a, a a thing because I believe as the economy um, if it doesn't advance soon you're going to find more and more people who want to start their own business they're not going to be able right. to with with the overhead of a of a big mortgage and rent, and they will also join the tiny houses. There are different right. facets of the population and joining the tiny houses what we have, today. Now the whole refugee thing that's you know upon us. Here's an opportunity for like, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a tiny well, house. You can stay here for now. Yeah. They you don't are, have to stay uh, here forever. <laughs> but, for but, now, but, you, you know, but you can stay here for now. Because, you know, where, if you look around the world, these people are staying in deplorable conditions. You know? This is true. This is true. This is true. And some tiny houses have been sent to disaster areas, such mm-hmm. as tsunami areas, because, mm-hmm. you know, they can ship like 150, 200 of them on a ship along with their normal cargo because they're so small. And right. then those are the flat roof ones and then drop them, you know, so that people in, in disaster areas can have housing. And yeah. I see that that should be, that could be a similar thing for the refugees as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've they already heard... I've already heard that on the, there's a company on the West Coast called Textwell and um, in Northwest, and um, they make a very interesting uh, tiny house that is like like on a little flat thing, and you just start sticking stuff in like Legos, and there it goes. Plug oh, the wow. Plug in the kitchen. Yeah, they, they start, um, I don't know how cost-effective they are because the basic model starts at like 12, and it oh. does come with an eight-foot exterior space. These are sedimentary. These are permanent ones. Um, mm-hmm. But they've gotten calls from a couple of different cities about, you know, refugees. How many? Right. You know, and I'm what, sure what, you know you can you can make these things more cost-effective based on the call that you get. You know, everyone has, like, their starting price. But if, like, this, like a situation like that, a city calls you, you know, they're looking for you to give them a better price than what your independent consumer is going to look to buy for themselves. You can make that more cost-effective if you need to. <laughs> I mean, it is serious. Oh. Yeah. It is serious. The, mo- the movement is not, I, I think it's, I think the movement should expand. I really do. I don't. I think that the banks will still make plenty of money. There will still be tons of people who want the regular 
I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. This is like it's okay. I was trying to trying to get home. Um, <laughs> this is like an hour of drama. Oh my but god! I, I I I think that that as people request and make requests and ask for permanent exceptions and ask for you know uh, um, exemptions, they're gonna have to present because. The banks will have to realize that this isn't a move. You can't. They're not going to get everyone anymore. They're not going no. to. This is some people's new American dream. It is not. Um, it is not the traditional. I'm. I'm going to spend 190,000 and I'm going to live here for 30 years. It's not that for. Uh, no. For most people, so it has to expand. And, and, but you know, in and, in in the larger case, banks have done that to them, either to us and to themselves. They don't think they've done anything to themselves. I know. <laughs> They're like, we're fine. It's you all that are, that's the problem. But I mean, you know, we had we had this horrible mortgage crisis, foreclosures everywhere. People's homes were taken away. Something had to evolve out of this, and I think Tiny House did evolve out of this debacle. Oh, absolutely. 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 It's an unintended consequence that they are definitely Mm -hmm. not happy about. They're absolutely not happy about this unintended consequence. But it's here to stay. It's here to stay. There are books on Amazon. I'm sure when you were doing your research, you saw there are books on Amazon, how to how to legal, how to find some place to park your tiny house, which seems to be yeah. the biggest thing. How to find some place to I've got some places. plans on my own computer. <laughs> oh, you have some tiny house plans? Yes, with solar panels, girl. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Make sure you have eight make sure you have eight batteries and a fifty amp service. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay girl, I'm writing it down. I've been looking through. I've been looking through. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I, you know, I, I, I kind of see tiny house working, you know, for me is like your summer house. Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people are doing You want to get to the beach? Mm-hmm. Now, you would want yours to stay there, or would you, like, take it with you to the beach? I would take it with me to the beach. I would just roll up, grab a bunch of people, say, come on, we're going to the beach, and that's your, you know, that's your week vacation. Hey, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. You drive down to Virginia Beach, about that. your park, see, your park, Myrtle Beach, Florida, Miami, you just go where you want to go. You go up to the mountains, you do where you, you do your vacation where you want it. You can take long weekends. I ain't playing. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I ain't playing. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is something I hadn't thought about, but I think that is, like, so on my radar now because having my own company and having uh, being an executive director of a nonprofit that really has to plug and fight its way because we want to do our mission in a totally sort of un-American way. I mean, when you talk mm-hmm. to people about the type of tiny houses that we want to do, initially with the container houses, they say, oh, that's the stuff they grew up in Europe. 
you know, no. that attitude and the tiny house movement. I'm just staying on it because they are going to be in the forefront of getting zoning laws changed. Yes. And so, so if you have your have own tiny service. house and it's rolling around the country with you, you're like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm on, you know, I'm taking a weekend. Here's my, here's my home. Here's my hotel. <laughs> it's on the back of or my Or here's my, or here's my dorm room. Yes. Or here's my office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see a lot of, um, a lot of architects who, no offense to the architects, but they are the ones who tinker with this a lot, uh, with their own mm-hmm. home, uh, uh, spaces that they work out of. And they really need yeah. to, you know, help us push this to the mainstream because it, oh, is, yeah. it is not going away. As long as they're selling plants mm-hmm. <laughs> people, and people right. buying trailers. And now, you know, I've, I've mentioned how they can cannibalize something that's rusted and raggedy for all of the parts, you know, because a lot of the stuff on the old RV trailers, you just have to put some elbow grease on it and clean it up and spray paint it mm-hmm. and throw it in your tiny house. And, you and save, it still works. And it still works and you save a tremendous amount of money in the process. As right. I said, I'm looking at it as, as, as a way to, you know, gather more resources for what it is that I want to do. And um, one other, I think one other, the one other amazing aspect of this is how in the tiny house movement, salvage is such a big part of that movement. Recycling, oh, recycling is huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. recycling is huge. It is huge in the movement. The movement is not. It's not just the recycling. It is the. Um, it is the whole eco-friendly aspect of yeah. it. I mean, a lot right. of people are doing, you know, the the dual naked head composting toilet, they're doing solar panels, they're they're getting reclaimed mm-hmm. wood, they're oh, yeah. they're they're gathering rain they have rain barrels and solar panels mm-hmm. and uh compost files and outside, you know, traveling little com- mini composting. And I mean it is a huge, huge as far as Saving energy, saving resources, and financing, saving money. Oh, absolutely! I mean, if you're if you're like I said, I know someone who who, with their little house, they are hooked into their part um, in a friend's backyard, and they are hooked into the electric grid, and they're selling Mm -hmm. electricity. They're selling electricity. They're selling electricity back to the utility company. Because they have batteries, and the batteries stay charged, and so, you know, they're not using what they need, so they're not using mm-hmm. the electricity, even though they're hooked up to the electricity, they're selling it back. See, I mean, if you if you have the fortitude and the ingenuity, and like you said, the vision to do this, you can do this. And do it in a way that really benefits you and makes you money. <laughs> I mean, seriously, why not? Um, I've seen in um, in Georgia, I've seen where people have taken um, from older construction, they have standalone garages. And so, you know, garages that big, that might be 400 square right. feet, turned them into mm-hmm. uh, a living space and listed it on Airbnb. Yes, I've seen that too on Airbnb. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
And I saw a little a little tiny house on Airbnb. It right. was cute right. as a button. <laughs> right. In their backyard. In their backyard. In their backyard. So when they're not when they're not hauling it someplace or when they're not using it, it's on Airbnb. So that way it's yeah. making money. So the movement needs to be allowed to grow. Yeah, the you are on, on the Cocoa Express, people. <laughs> it's okay. Wow. I mean, I mean, I mean, it needs to be allowed to grow. I mean, people can regain some of what they've lost in their economic, in their housing, using the tiny house movement. As I just shared in my previous story, it is not for everyone, but if you can follow through on your vision, you absolutely can save a lot of money. And, you know, the idea, because people are like, oh, I've been saving for a house, I've been saving for a house, and they never really, they save, they, they save the down payment. They really haven't saved for the house. Now, in the tiny house movement, you can actually save for a house. You can, in one year, save and have a house. Yeah, you can have you can you can save for that traditional house. I mean, think I I don't know what I I think it would depend on what the rents are where you are, but mm-hmm. you can. I mean, think about it. If that student thinks he's going to save nineteen grand over two years, not paying dorm fees. <laughs> right. You know, Thank you. That's a lot. That's of a lot money. of. That's a lot of money. That is a lot yeah. of money. That could be a really good start on, you know, say he graduates and he doesn't know exactly where he's going to go and what he's going to do. That's that's some, that's a cushion. That's a pretty good cushion. And that's something that, is. that that's, a that's lot a of way people to... don't have these days is no. a financial cushion. So, so I, I think they could be for that. There's so many exciting applications for this movement and um and I think, you know, talking to you today, we just we have just scratched the surface. Definitely. And Definitely. you know, I like the fact that you've given the pros and the cons and the obstacles right now um that are out there because you know, you hear, you know, like me I hear I'm like, I'm going to give me a tiny house and then you hear, you know, all these things pop up and you're like, "What? <laughs> I can't what? <laughs> I got a what?" <laughs> So uh-huh. there is a lot. Uh huh. There's a lot of research to do to be to have this really be successful and something that you really feel like you know was worth it all. Yeah, but there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who are are going buying wood, buying trailers, buying plans, and they're doing it. There they're are doing a lot it. of people. They're doing it. They're doing it. And for those who can't. With themselves, like I said, there are new tiny house builders popping up every day. Um, some of them, like I said, don't have the expertise. I think Tumblewood and Slabtown Customs are the big ones who basically, you know, um, were in the movement from like five minutes after it started. But it's okay, you know. And and if you're going to work with a builder, you have to. If you're not going to do it yourself, if you are going to work with a builder. You definitely have to make sure you stay on them to ensure that you get the product that you want, as if you went to mm-hmm. one of the other companies and had it done, because they would listen to you and they're like, "Okay, so you want doors in the stairs? No problem." Right. 
So many applications has so many promise for so many people, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, so it's a way to have that realize that American dream again. You know, I would like the American dream. I mean, um, I saw a quote from Bernie Sanders the other day on Twitter, and he says, "There's no reason why anyone shouldn't have a roof over their head." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. There is no reason. Even if it's a so tiny for room. Me, <laughs> for, me, for me, the tiny house movement is giving me the opportunity to help my veterans, my homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, there's something that I heard coming down the pipe that a lot of the youth that are in the group situations, once they turn 19, they'll be released from that situation. And if they're not in foster care, now you have homeless teens on the street. What do we do? Wow. That's it. What do we do wow. with the refugees that are coming? You can make yes. a quality product and house someone at a reasonable cost. It is transitional housing um, yes. for the containers and my particular project with Generation Hope called the Next Step Project because it's your next mm-hmm. step getting off the street. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. But on your like way, you come, um, right. we realize and that it is transitional housing, but we also yeah. have to sit down and think about what about the veteran that says, you know what, I'm on my feet, I've been in this uh, container house, and I know it's mobile, and I want to take it with me. But then I had to sit yeah. up and say, oh, my goodness, I gotta come up with, now i got to come up with a price point. I mean, right. the different things that you don't think about that that are probably are like, the evolution of this this person. You know, what is it that does want to take it with him? I need to figure right. that out. I need to come up with that, that I'm going to think about further down the back from it, but I think what would be the good thing is, you know, people, once they what we're doing, understand what we're doing. I really think people will be behind us and support us. I do too. And, and I also you know, see this as the mayor will have family. to <laughs> He will. He he don't know who he's playing with. <laughs> he's not met you. I, I know he's he he is he is a gangster, but this is this is this is to really help people. I mean Chicago like New York is cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are only so many shelters because, you know, state funding, I'm sure as I say, we have the government, we have huge problems now, you know, with, uh, with funding for social programs that's not appropriate for his. Um, and so, you know, I, I would like other um, nonprofits to think about if they can house people with the tiny house movement. What like about families, like small families that don't have, that are, that, you know, with children, the shelter system is not the best place for them. 
a tiny house, I, even though it is tiny, yeah, keeps you keeps you a family. You know, it gives it you a place to raise your children and send them to because school every day and the cook and meal. You can have two lofts. You can put your your bedroom in one loft and theirs on the other side. And on the side, yeah. And you've got the tiny house nation for the catwalk in between. You've got the bathroom, the kitchenette, and the living space. And, and yeah. not only that, but you can take the house to where opportunity is. So, um, say a young woman. And the dignity, it gives back to the family. Yes, yes. I have looked at larger container projects, which would be two containers themed together. And open mm-hmm. in the middle, which would actually provide two bedrooms rather than the one bedroom that I'm looking at for the expanded large studio. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have thought about that, but I I was well if I could relieve some of the tension on the shelters by you know getting some of the single you know some of the single women because um, mm-hmm. there are single single women who. Uh, don't want anybody to know that they're in the shelter because they think it might, they have um, relatives oh, yeah. that are kids and they think it might jeopardize that. So, you know, right. the container, hey, it's getting come visit. We are, um, as it is transitional housing, and you are in it, we are, still are going to enforce normal transitional housing rules, no overnight guests, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, because what we want to do is we want to get you in this space for 18 to 24 months to structure your life, normalize your life, and then we want to move you into one of our partners who has traditional apartments. Right. So it's, Absolutely. it's, it's the step. But if your step is, you know, I've saved some money living here. I think I want to build a tiny house and get on the road there. We want to be able to hook them up with those partners as well. You know, hey, mm-hmm. this one's leaving us in five months and they want a tiny house and here's their money and let's get it rolling. You know, congratulations. You're a program for right. story. And don't forget to send us a postcard for wherever you drive it <laughs> off into the sunset. Too. You right. know, and Take that, a that, is a valid, that is a valid thing that could happen, seriously, with tiny houses and container houses. I mean, they can pick them up and say, hey, I'm going to pay for this and drive it off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a success. I mean, to be fair, there are containers such as the house in Savannah, Georgia. There's one in San, San Jose, California. They are six or seven containers put together, and they're like $150,000. Wow. So it is what I'm, why I'm sharing that is because I don't want people to get the image that tiny houses and container houses are just these little teeny weenies where no. things are wheels or sitting on some footings, you know. They can be stylish. They can be homey, just like yes. any other housing. Just like and any they other look housing. very contemporary. They look very, you know, in the vein of modern um, contemporary housing. And the, the tiny houses can also look antique and Victorian. <laughs> hmm They look like everything. put on the outside to make it work yeah, that like way. What's your style? Exactly. What is your style? What do you like? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. The thing is to focus on, can I it do really it? really is. is I just want, I you know, listen, and, and people have built their own tiny houses, which I think is amazing. 
They have oh, that they have gotten the contract. Yeah, they've gotten the contractor just to make sure the build is right, but they put in the sweat and you know, that sweat equity to build their own tiny house. That is that is true. A lot of people think a lot of people build their own tiny houses. Seriously. I mean, they mm-hmm. they they get some plans, they get some wood and and they get they some buddies. Them. They get some buddies <laughs> together and they you know, it it the tiny house movement reminds me of uh one of my friends that told me that um he was going down to Chattanooga and he was gonna help mm-hmm. some friends, help a homeless friend. They they got together like fifteen thousand and they were gonna build him this this little tiny house. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, it reminds me of back when he was a little kid. He's in his 60s now. He said, we used to have barn raising parties in the South. Oh, right. I'm like, yes. I'm yeah, like, I didn't barn. think about it like that, but it kind of is barn like that. Yeah. It kind of is yeah. like that. Well, a barn raising party. People, people, yeah, people are still Habitat, Habitat for Humanity should be on board. <laughs> But Habitat Humanity builds a lot of fantastic houses. They are focused on yeah. um, a specific family structure. You know, but it is it is mm-hmm. it is really awesome what they do. I mean, I just love Habitat Humanity, and I love their restore even more. <laughs> there you go, picking up See? the door. <laughs> I know, and and you know. Pre- President Carter would get on a tiny house. You can build like four or five. Yep, <laughs> y'all be building houses like crazy. But I think I think they can build habitat humanity is the only requirement. And the different uh, sites yeah. that people are going to. I think yeah. that is what is causing some right habitat because they know when they go to the houses in specific areas, they already know what the zoning is. They already know that they're, they're not really concerned with minimum square footage because normally they're building three bedrooms to their houses, normally. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really concerned with um, So that's the whole thing. They're not really that concerned with um, the things that we are, fighting zoning mm-hmm. Finding, finding land to put it on. I think that right. as zoning loosens up, habitat, because habitat, like you just said, habitat put up three, four, five in the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. In a day. And you're like, whew, wow, we could have done that sixth one, but we had lunch. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, they can. It, 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 is, it is awesome. It is an awesome movement. And even if people want a vacation home, it's still cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it is still cool. It's, still doable. it's not out of your reach to have, you know, your own little vacation home. So it has it's, it's, multiple applications. I hope your listeners can understand. It can, it can be financial freedom. It can be a second home. It can take to a location that you really don't want to pay $197 a night for a hotel room. For. There you go. You just jump in your home and, you know, Roll Hook it up. The there you go. And be and safe. You know, I'm here. <laughs> and you know, tiny homes can be uh, be hooked up in an RV park, so you can ah. park in an RV park. Um, 
There you because go. Because on Tiny Homes on Wheels, you will um, have to, you know, it is on a trailer, so your trailer will have to be hooked up, you know, the brakes and the little tag and the little RV tag and um, mm-hmm. your little license plate, but it can be parked in a standard RV park. Wow. It can be parked so anywhere. You can park an RV. And it can be parked in some places you can't park an RV. Park an RV. That's the beauty right. of it. This has been awesome, Joy. I am, I've learned so much today. Um, I hope the listeners um, take away something really interesting and important. Um, I'd like you to, t- you know, how can someone contact you and support you in your project? Well, I like um, I like people to, you know, um, we are a nonprofit. We are a 501c3, and we have our housing counseling certification hood and things like that. And so we will be putting up a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo. They're both the same thing. They're just different sides of the same coin. Um, for a lot of information, I definitely stress that they Google YouTube um, to get in contact with me. They can send emails. My email address is J-O-Y, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, uh, B is in Boy, Y is in Yellow, T is in Tom, E is in Edward, that's joy at bite at gmail.com. And I'll see if I can answer any questions they must have. Um, but I think we all need to push our municipalities on the movement because it is to our benefit. Absolutely, yes. And it's it provides other you know, new opportunities for those of us who want a home, those of us who want a second home, those of us who want to get someone off the street into a home. It, there's so many applications, as you Absolutely. said earlier. And, and we need to we need to push municipalities on this. And and we yeah. need to tell them that yes, we, we understand. You know, just push back and tell them look the banks are gonna have their people. There are gonna be people buying condos and houses from now on. You need to give up this. Because we yeah. as the people, this is what we want. This is what we are doing. To, 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 to empower ourselves. You know, it's not disempowering the banks or the municipalities. It's empowering your citizens. So get on board, Definitely. like you said. Get on board. Well, Joy, thank I'm you so down. much. Thank you so much for having me. I, yes, girl, I you really enjoy under- talking about something that's not really talked about, that, that, that could be a lightning bolt in somebody, like, hey, I want a house, and this is how I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I want to thank you for under these uh, stressful circumstances that you're doing this today. Uh, now, you know, uh, we are troopers, girl. We broadcast no matter where. Okay? There you go. We get the word it's out. Like, <laughs> hello. It's like their protest is, is Black Saturday. <laughs> a whole uh, lot going on here, but I'm doing this. Uh, Coco yeah, it's messy. That's all I can say is messy, but, you know, <laughs> it, 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 well, girl, so much go on. That's right. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I think it's awesome. I, you know, I really commend you for taking this on and trying to help veterans and, and anyone else who can use your help um, in this. I think it's really a great thing that you're doing, and I wish you much success. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I look forward to chatting with you about your tiny house build, vacation house. See, girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's our show today, guys. Thank you for, you know, listening and 
and hanging in here with us. Have a good one. I won't see you till after the holidays, so happy shopping and enjoy the people you love in your life. This is a great, you should do it all the time, but, you know, do it now through the holidays. Bye. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.